Hey, I, I got a question. Go. I got I got a question. Yeah. I was I saw something on Twitter. They brought up the Luis Suarez Uruguay uh, the handball in 2010. Mm-hmm. Hero play or shyster move? Hero. That, I mean, that's really. Oh, they added so many more fun bets. That's a hero play? Yeah. That's... Well, you might as well not play the sport. I'm surprised they allowed him to play in this World Cup. Now, FIFA has no rules, no laws, nothing. But, like, if you do something that egregious, that is, like, has nothing to do with the game... Yeah, for ev- like... John, for everybody, remind us what he did. Because, just for the people that don't know. He literally was standing on the goal line against Ghana... And they had a clear goal, and he just like hit the ball out, volleyed it out with his hands. Oh, well, he clearly he clearly thought he's gonna save it so they can go win the game. One of right. that one. See, bad. see yourself out. Nick wanted this, that one see bad. yourself out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Um, why? Uh, wait, hold on. Why? Like, why is that? That's strategic, dude. That's just like what if I, that that is that is uh. I don't have an equ- an equation to that. Jeffrey Mayer. Who's Jeffrey? Who's that? Remind me of him. Jeffrey Mayer's oh, the '96 no. Derek Jeter home run. The kid that oh. took it out of Carrasco's glove. Oh, that's I mean. What if what if the team that's they're different. the team they're playing? What if they have the best penalty saving goalkeeper in the world, and that team can't shoot penalties for shit? And you're gonna, it's gonna tie the game, or you're gonna lose the game. Why not do that? I don't understand why. That's like everything on the line. It's not cheating. I just think, I think it is. I think that's like as close to like that's the most ridiculous way to break a rule in this sport. I don't think no, it's cheating. Like it's, it's more. It's, there's definitely some ethical issues that go along with it. Definitely not not cheating. I I just don't think there's there's literally written rules about if you touch the ball with your hand. It's a red, like a red card or a handball or whatever. In these certain circumstances, he did it, and that it suffered the consequences of it. I'm just saying. I think it's completely within his right you think, to do it. I think. I mean, you think it, he did his time. Did it, is he that, did his that time his, for the crime? Is that Honestly, his first strike or the his bite? Third, the or bite, his not that strike. bad either. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Because <laughs> that's strike one, strike two, and then you got strike three with Patrice Ever right there. That dude should be out of football. <laughs> uh, the bite's bad. The NAFTA Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. NAFTA Podcast World Cup Special. The core four is in the building. We have so many groups to get into. We got eight groups. Duh, John. That's how many groups are in, in the World Cup. Eight groups to get into, eight breakdowns. We're going to tell you who's going to win. We're going to tell you who's going to lose, underachieve, overachieve, who's the best player, most exciting player, whatever you want to hear. Um, Dylan, Michael, Nick, 
we are what are we less than a week away from the first games right first game sunday six days but who's counting sunday yeah yep i'll have to do a lot of editing there because you both spoke at the same time love that um first game sunday there you go uh how we feeling rolling in patreon i'll start with you fucking otic i can't wait I, I know I said this last time we talked about the World Cup, but at this point I'm I'm officially I'm officially sold. Like until I have data to prove otherwise, I'm gonna win every single bet and the US are gonna win the World Cup. So I'm I'm ecstatic. That might change next time we talk, but at the moment I feel good. Let me let me start here. It doesn't have to be the World Cup, it's just a huge uh world event in the US for you, you guys. What is your favorite sporting event? Oh. I'll stay with you, Dylan, and then we'll pass it around. Like at an international stage or just in general? It, like you. Dylan Tucker, you got the last day on earth you get to experience like this, whatever it is. What is it? I mean, if USA ever made it to a World Cup final, be that. But if not, game seven of the Stanley Cup in the ring. There you go. Nick? I've been to a bunch of World Series games, and that was pretty damn electric. Don't brag. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw uh, Roger Clemens throw the bat at Mike Piazza. Or throw it to the dugout, depending on who you want to believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd have to say I'd have to say game seven of a World Series at Yankee Stadium. The old the old stadium, not this bullshit tin box they play in right now. Um, uh, Michael? Um if my if my team is involved. In, in said thing, it is the World Series, 100%. Uh, I was outside of the of Progressive Field for when they lost to the Cubs in Game 7, but I saw the Rajay Davis... Also Jake. Yeah, the Rajay Davis home run literally landed, like, 20 yards away from me. Like, hit and then went over and, like, landed there. Um, but if I'm not involved completely, just unbiased, uh, March Madness, for sure. Yep. Uh, so Ooh. everyone took this quite literally, um, and I was like, "The first week at a March Madness is the best time so in sick. the world to like sports." Can I switch? Yeah, that's no, <laughs> no. Day <Damn laughs> one, I wouldn't switch. Um, game seven of the Stanley Cup, I, I think, would be pretty, pretty awesome. Go Rangers! Um, all right, let's get into it. Group A, we got the hosts. We got Ecuador. We got Senegal. And we got the Netherlands. Um, how these games are going to roll out is the first match week looks as follows. Qatar opens up with Ecuador. And then you got Senegal and the Netherlands the next day uh, already with Haymaker-style games going on in this World Cup. Dylan, I started with you in the pregame. I'm going to stick with you. Give me your most exciting player and what you think the best matchup is. I think the most exciting player in the group is going to be Frankie de Jong. Um, Nick should get excited watching him because, you know, he might finally transfer over to United. But I think it's someone that I don't get to watch a lot, um, not watching a ton of Barcelona games, and I think it, I'm pretty excited to watch what he can do in the midfield. I've heard he's pretty electric um, from all accounts. So um, I'm really excited for that and also to see what the Netherlands can do. Um, I think. 
overall the Netherlands kind of had some setbacks with some disappointing, you know, not qualifying for the World Cup last um, in 2018, and they didn't do as well in the Euros as well, that I think they're going to be on a mission. So I, I think he's going to be the one leading the charge. Um, I am going to change. I initially had something in here where I think the Netherlands and Senegal is going to be the best matchup. I still think it can be. However, it depends, I think, if um, Sadio Mane is going to end up be playing or not. So I think ultimately what I think is going to be I'm going to change around what best matchup is supposed to be and say the one I'm probably looking forward to based off of the implications, and it's going to end up being when it's Ecuador versus, um, versus Senegal, because I think that's going to be who decides who gets second place in, in this group, and that's going to be something worth watching. Um, yeah, I, I it's going to be interesting when we all rattle off how we have this finishing, because I know there's a little disagreement in how this group finishes, but... Definitely a big game at Ecuador Senegal. Michael, who do you got? Most exciting player, and then your biggest game as well. Uh, biggest game, just two best teams, Senegal and the Netherlands. Um, and I would probably say, see, I was confused when I was doing this at seven in the morning. Um, most exciting player, like of all, like of everybody. Use 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 exciting. Uh, use some creative, like, with yeah, that. that's what I did because I think, like, it would be Mane if he ends up playing, like, he's the most exciting. But I'm, I really want to watch Cody Gakpo more than anybody else. Uh, he's yeah, absolutely Nick, lighting it the fuck up. Nick also had Gakpo. Nick, what's your best matchup or most exciting matchup? The one you think is gonna have the biggest implications? Uh, I'm going with, I'm going with the Dutchman and Ecuador. And you will hear why I picked Ecuador a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> I think that testing against the probably the, easily the best team in the group is really going to let me know if I'm on the ball or off the ball with that. But I would like to see Gakpo play too, just because all the links to United, I would like to actually see him play because he is putting up Holland-esque numbers. So I'm intrigued to see if he can do it on the big stage. Um, I myself, I got the opener as the most intriguing matchup because it opens up the World Cup. Um, you know, layup, easy. The other ones are going to be great too, but it's the first one. Come on, fucking idiots. Uh, and then most exciting player, little, uh, under the radar pick here. I hope I'm not showing my cards either. Ismali Asar down in Watford. He's got six goals, three assists in the championship. I got Senegal making a run. And I got something that I'll talk about later that I think is going to play into this. But, like, if he goes ahead and has a couple of goals here in this World Cup, welcome back to the Premier League in the January transfer window for Ismaili Asar. Um, Dylan, let's dive in. If you got any bets, give it to us now and then give us how you think this group is finishing. I'm going to reverse Uno card you, and I'm going to tell you how this is going to finish because I don't, my bets are going to give away where my picks are. Okay. So ultimately I have, like I said, I think the Netherlands are the cream of the crop of this group. I think they're going to top it. However, compared to what you're saying, I have Ecuador in second, Senegal in third and Qatar in fourth. Um, I think ultimately people are sleeping on Ecuador 
I think they're kind of just like the United States in terms of they have a young team. Um, fun fact, and I don't know if this is the reason why Nick's picking them or not, but their a lot of their youth movement came in. I'm gonna say it was third in the U23 World Cup. So like I know it's a different type of stage, but they're I think they have a lot of young players that can move forward. They also. I think getting out of the group stage has to do with having a sound defense, and they play very compact, and I don't think a lot of people are going to end up scoring on them. Granted, they're not lighting it up, scoring goals either, but I think the group stage is where you can... They haven't scored in three games. That's fine. I'm just saying, I think they can squeak out some one nothing wins. Um, and I think I would have went with Senegal, but Sadio Mane not potentially playing is what I think drops them down, and me running with Ecuador... Um, I also going to throw this out there. I wouldn't be shocked if Qatar somehow gets some home magic and wins the game and screws it up for I don't know who it's going to be, yeah. but watching them in the Gold Cup, they could score a few goals. So just something. To Nick, anything there. to add? Because I know that your uh, how you lined your group up is exactly like Dylan's. You guys both went Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, Qatar. Yeah, it's just I'm putting Ecuador up there because of some of the stuff Dylan said, but a lot of. I think without Mane, I think it definitely makes Senegal more open or exposed. So I think that it's more of a lacking Mane issue for me than Ecuador is super great. But I pretty much agree with everything Dylan said. And uh, yeah. Gotcha. Michael, you and I both got Senegal in second. Yeah. We had Netherlands still win the group. We both had Senegal in second. Why'd you bump Senegal up? And then we can talk through. Our bottom two. I honestly bumped Senegal down. Oh, well. No, 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 no. You're you're just getting annoyed. I had them winning the group. Okay. And then I moved them to second because they are far more than just Mane. Like that team is Agreed. incredibly good. I agree with that. And yeah. How's Liverpool? Sorry, sorry. World Cup edition. I apologize. I apologize. Nick Nick is Nick's only contribution has just been trying to own the other person so far. Um, yeah, I mean they're unbelievably good. Uh, they have a very good defense. They still have like cool Bali. They still got uh Edward Mendy, Mendy back at the back in the defense. They have a very strong midfield. Um, I can't remember his name that plays on the right side or it's it's Sar that plays on the right side opposite yeah, of Mane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're way better than just. If they lose Mane, they're they're done. I had them winning initially, this group. Yeah. I have them still finishing even on points with Netherlands. I have them seven points both. Um, and then I put Qatar in third, and I have Ecuador in the basement because, guys, do you guys realize how Qatar got this World Cup? They cheated the system. <laughs> you think that's not going to happen at least one game? You think they're going to leave here with zero points? You're Did you see all mind. the fans? Did you see all the fans already there? Like, just yeah. changing t- just changing jerseys and scarves and chanting, let's go, whoever? Yeah. There's no PLA way baby. some shady business is not going down. Yeah, yeah. there's no way. They, they are not idiots. They're not going to finish second or, or first, heaven forbid. But there's no way they're finishing in the basement, so I got them in third. Dude, there is, there are some, there are some interesting nationality changes with them in the last few years, too. Oh. Some leading to switch. Let's let's Soccer. like let's like chat about the least egregious thing about Qatar right now. Um, <laughs> all right, like I said, they open up with uh, Qatar versus Ecuador, 
And then Senegal versus the Netherlands is the second game. Dylan, go ahead and give us your picks and elaborate on any of the, the money-grubbing signs you were doing. So this won't come as a shocker, but Ecuador went in opening night, and then I have the Netherlands beating Senegal. Um, in terms of where the money's at, Ecuador's at plus 135, so I think that's worth riding to start off. Um, if you really want to get frisky, you can take under one and a half goals based off of what I was saying before, where they're going to park the bus and one. just get that one goal to squeak by. Um, the fun ones, though, from what we talked about in the group before passing on to you guys, is Ecuador's plus 100 to qualify. So I'm going to be throwing that in there. And then you can do a straight forecast for Netherlands first, Ecuador second, which is plus 225. So I think that's a lot of where my futures money are going. Um, it's a total team goals one, but I'll save that for a different team. So that's that's where all the money's going. Gotcha, Nick. Give your give us your picks for the first two matchups here. We've got Ecuador and the Netherlands. Michael. Um, Netherlands and Senegal. Nope. The first two nope. games. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck! Got, my bad. You got Ecuador and oh, the I'm looking at the wrong. I'm You're looking good. at the wrong thing. My so bad. A draw. Uh, Netherlands beat Senegal, and then Ecuador beat Qatar. Yeah, my bad. There you go. Sorry. And then I got, I got. No, you're good. You're good. And then what I was alluding to, they're gonna get three points. It's the opening match. It's it's Qatar <laughs> over Ecuador in the first one, and then I got Senegal Netherlands draw, um, in in that first group as well. So I think it starts off with a bang. Senegal and ne- Netherlands in a group is gonna be super interesting. Now, let so real B, quick. Sorry to just yeah. cap this up this off. Um, the only reason that gives me any fear and why I kept I put Netherlands. Nine points, winning all their games at the top, because Memphis Depay of Barcelona is not Memphis Depay of the national team. Memphis Depay of the national team is fucking good. Well, the other thing that's not being mentioned, the last time the Netherlands played in a World Cup, twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. That's what it was. Twenty fourteen. They took a break like us eight years ago, and and Senegal's been in it, and they're battle tested. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want them to. Um. All right, Group B, the one that. You know, after we're done with this one, we can actually just shut the podcast off. Uh, England, United States of America, Wales, and Iran. Um, Nick, let's start with you. Give us your most exciting, your player that you're paying most attention to, and your best matchup. Uh, I'm going with the Harry Maguire and Eric Dyer center back partnership as the most interesting or exciting player. Because their last outings at, uh, in the last couple of weeks have been uh, suspect and had some very significant moments of weakness and uh, poor decision-making and execution. So I think, honestly, while England does have very strong midfield and a good attack, they're only going to be as good as their defense. But as Michael brought up, England, Harry Maguire, and... Man United and Harry Maguire are two completely different individuals, but those two playing together could be very interesting, and I think as good as they play is as far as England will go. Harry Maguire. Um, all right, best matchup? Uh, of course, England-USA, go America. Gotcha. Michael, jump on in. Give us your two. Uh, first of all, the best matchup is Wales-England, for sure. They fucking like hate each other. Anyway, all right, yes, absolutely true. Okay, I've, I've seen the, I've seen the, the what's the, the Netflix show Queen? 
Yeah. The crown. The crown. That's what it is. I've seen it. Um, player to. Or you've read anything about history. Player to watch, as I mentioned, I think like last week. Uh, my favorite USA player is West Weston McKinney. I want to see him. I want to yeah. see him show out. I want to see him get out of Juventus because I hate that club. For sure, Weston's gonna be big. I know that Nick, you also put like your. I think everyone kind of gave a USA guy, but you put yeah. Wea for yours. Uh, Dylan. You had some similar ones to your brother, Nick. Where are you going here? Well, I'm not going to say Harry Maguire because I meant it as a joke because I just <laughs> think it's hilarious. Um, I, I'd say I'm very excited to watch Gio Reyna blossom into an absolute superstar in front of the world stage. I think Germany already knows it at this point, but it's time for the rest of the world to see it. So um, I'm very excited for that. And then go America. Yeah, I got... We, we did this last pod, like two pods ago. I, Reyna, for me, I think is a number one that I'm most excited to watch. Musa, probably a close second. I went outside the box. I gave us the 45-year-old, the oldest person playing in the World Cup, Ramin Razin, uh, for Iran. I just need him to get some playing time. That's amazing. 45 years old. Shout out to you. Um, and then, in my personal opinion... Iran-Wales is such an important matchup because if you can grab a draw there or if Iran can even beat them, the, the qualification for the next round for the U.S. just looks so much easier. Do you, in terms of like looking back, do you realize how much of a problem Iran was last World Cup? This is a good group. It's a really good group. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they tied Portugal, only lost one nothing to Spain, and they beat Morocco. Like, they almost got out of their group. Like, yeah. They're, none of these teams are bad. There's just different shades of eh right now. Um, all right. Let's roll through our predictions for the group. You three are all riding the same wave. So, Michael, talk through your Dylan and Nick's view on how this group shakes out. Well, I think... I think, like... We got to the same endpoint, but just a different means because sure. I think give us the endpoint and give us your your means. Why are you getting so mad at me? I don't understand. I'm not. I'm trying to keep you like just uh, England are England are the best argument. team. They're gonna win the group. Uh, yeah. USA and Wales are. I think are going to. I think the first game that we play Wales, I think is gonna be a draw. Shocker. And then I think we both beat Iran, both lose to England, and it's just gonna be who puts up better fights and a better win and a not as bad loss is how I see it shaping out. I think the USA will, because I think they're pretty pragmatic for the most part. They don't typically lose by a lot. Um, they also don't score by a lot though. Um, so I just think they'll keep it a little bit tighter and they'll get a better goal difference or whatever. I'm assuming if everything else is equal, it's goal difference, right? I was just going to ask. I was like, is yes. it goal difference or goals for? Well, I think it's goal difference sure. first difference. and then goals for. And then goals yeah. for. Okay. But I'll check it right now since uh, I'm done. Our crack research team. Uh, Nick, how did you get to England, USA, Wales, Iran in that order? Well, I think, I think it's very obvious. England is, is hands, hands down the best team in the group. Um, I think a lot of the stuff where Michael said was kind of the, the points I had where I think, honestly, we should – it's just a matter of goal difference where can we take care of business with Iran and you know hold on with Wales and just not lose poor lose badly enough to England um 
I'm just interested to know if it's like Champions League 2 where they do uh, uh if like if we were to lose to Wales and beat Iran, you know, and we're tied with Wales goal does difference. the head-to-head matchup takeover. It's, it's, that's good. All goal right. difference, so, goal scored, I, points in matches between tied teams, goal difference in matches between tied teams. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we I think the United States just has to go absolutely wild. If you get a chance, you got to put if you, get your, if you can put your foot on someone's throat, you got to you got to run with it and just pile them up because you, you know that England game could potentially get super ugly. So you got to make it up where you can. Yeah, Dylan. Anything to add? Um, I think that. I think that this is a good group. Like, I think it's in all in front of us from a United States standpoint. I'm very curious on, I know, I'm curious if the Nations League woes of England show up again. Because if so, I think that's where they have so much expectation. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, if that team shows up, like, it could be Iran and, and the U.S. Or, like, Wales and the U.S. going ahead and England not bringing it home again. yeah that's the thing i think with this group is most betting people have england topping it but a combination of wales and england wales and the u.s england and the u.s i think people would be hard pressed to see iran get through but any of those three combos like you can see a world where that happens mine england wales usa iran i just i just don't I don't trust Greg. I think that there's been people... You don't have to. We have the players. I think, I think that there's been a... Uh, with the roster you brought over there, you can tell that there might be maybe a little formation switch, maybe a little system switch, and that's just the best time to do that right before you're going to the World Cup. So I just think that's ridiculous. So, um, all right. First two matchups in Group B, England-Iran, USA-Wales. Dylan, how do you have these two match? Uh, how do you have these two matchups finishing? I have England and USA. Okay. But I really want to pick a draw for England Iran, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it because I need Iran. I need Iran to drop points. Like it's better for us for England to be the dominant team so they can beat the other teams. But like, yeah. It's actually better for us to be happen. the dominant team. <laughs> but well, yeah, but I'm being realistic. Yeah. Uh, any bets in this group? A lot. Um, (laughs) Listen, I know I sent this to you guys, but I think the the listeners need to know this. The fun stat of the day is that since 1998, the U.S. has either scored or been scored on in the first 10 minutes of their opening World Cup match, which at right now, when this was tweeted out, it's at plus 460. The sharp money's come on it. It's now at plus 325. But at this point, there's too many data points to not make that bet. So just expect fireworks early in the wales usa game um outside of that i'm obviously going to take uh usa to qualify on the group at plus 100 and i'm going to take england usa straight forecast plus 175 that's the big one from the group got it uh um, with 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 that said you have to just just to add on my one point taking the usa and the under in the first half is something you should probably look at at the same time too in any they game. are second half adjustment team in any game that they play. Nick, Nick, how do you have these two games finishing? Uh, England, Iran, U.S., Wales. Uh, it's the English and the Americans. Michael, 
Um, England and the USA. I have. Uh, I said before, USA Wales tie. England winning. Yeah, I got oh, wait, England. I think draw. I got England winning. USA Wales tying as well. Um. All right. Oh wait, I picked the draw too. I apologize. All good. Better make sure that your math uh, works out there in the group predictions. No, it does. I didn't realize I was looking at Dylan's thing the whole time. You're good. All right. Group C. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Another, I mean, scriptwriters, great group. Michael, dive in first. Most exciting player, most important player, whatever it may be, best matchup. Argentina are the best team by far. Not even close. So then everybody that they're going to play is just going to be a step down. So the two teams that are closest together that I think is going to be the best matchup, Mexico, Poland. Um, that being said, as I mentioned, Argentina, the best team, have the best player. Messi is my, he's the most exciting player. It just is always Messi. Yeah. Uh, Nick, who do you got? Uh, for the same reasons with Michael, uh, I think the matchup is the same. And that's why, while I agree with his Messi point, I think Lewandowski is the most interesting player to watch because he has a history of not performing super well uh, or even well um, in these major tournaments. So if they want to get out of the group, which I don't think they will, a lot of it hinges on his success uh, and probably his last tournament, last World Cup, you know, maybe. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think he's going to want to try to go out with a blaze of glory like a, a Ronaldo or a Messi. So I think he will be an interesting player to watch. Dylan? I got the same thing, Poland and Mexico. I think that is going to what decide second place in this group. And then... Um, I have Messi. How can you not watch the GOAT in his last World Cup? As simple as that. Yeah. Um, I got two different ones again. Latoro Martinez and Julian Alvarez. I think if either one of these, or if both, show up and contribute big to this team, a deep run for Argentina is inevitable. Um, I, I definitely agree with both of you, all of you, with Mexico-Poland. The reason I picked Argentina-Poland as... The biggest game is it's the last game of the group. So if they both went out, Nick, I think that you're absolutely right. Like a Lewandowski, like put the team on my back moment type of game where he wants to just finish on top and win the group, whatever, versus a Messi, definitely his last World Cup. And let's just finally prove that, hey, maybe better than Ronaldo. Like that's just going to be a colossal matchup. Um, Fun fact you know that. Messi's never scored a, scored a knockout round goal. I think I did know that, actually. Is that... That's in just the World Cup, correct? In just the World Cup, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, two things... Sorry, two things. The uh, first time, probably, that we can freely say that Messi's the GOAT while everything is... Uh, all the drama is happening right now, especially in Nick's world. Um, <laughs> we won't get, like, completely just cr- uh, criticized for it. And two... If Lewandowski has a Greg Jennings moment, oh my God, look out. <laughs> Put the team on his back. All right. Put the team on uh, my back, no. I, Michael, and Dylan all have the groups shaking out. Argentina, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. D- uh, Nick, you got Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. A minute and a half on the clock. Just kidding. Keep it to 30 seconds. Why? Why Mexico number two? Mexico always shows up in big tournaments. And I'm not banking on Lewandowski doing well. So I think Mexico will 
be a little bit of a surprise. There's got it. There's got in every. Let's go back to March Madness. Every first round, there's a twelve-five upset every year. This True. is my twelve-five upset. Gotcha. All right. A 12-5 upset is Japan beating Spain or Germany. It's not Mexico who's made. <laughs> All right, 11-6. Like I mean, like times. just, just, just why, why you gotta be a, why you gotta be annoying? Why you can't just let me just? They are. You're annoying. <laughs> you're annoying. You're wearing my, you're wearing my jacket you stole from me. You got that stupid smirk on your face that you're proud of yourself for cutting, cutting my legs out from underneath me. I'm gonna speak for our group with Mexico down in third, and then you guys can add anything that you would like to. I, I don't want to give away. My all, one of my ultimate points at the end. I don't think this is going to be a fun tournament for Mexico. I I don't have Saudi Arabia getting a point in my prediction, but if we walk out of here and Saudi Arabia ties Mexico, paint me not surprised. I just don't. I don't think this team is very good. I think that they're old, and what people aren't talking about, old people in the heat. It only works in certain towns in Florida. It doesn't work for ninety <laughs> minutes in Qatar. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Damn. Anyone want to add anything to that? No, I agree. You guys are just Whitaker is just cutting down old people today. I, I should know his name, but the Mexican coach, he might get Lane Kiffin, like literally just left in Qatar and not and just fired and left there to figure out how to get home. Just saying. <laughs> I hey, if it's a bad tournament, he's not welcome. Hey, back. hey, Dylan. Sorry for the stray, but he won a he won an MLS Cup. Doesn't matter, still getting left on the runway. <laughs> left on the tarmac. Um, Michael, first two matchups of this group are Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Who do you got in them? I got a Mexico-Poland tie, and I got an Argentina win. And just for future reference, Argentina will win every game. All right. Dylan? Michael, do I have the bet for you? Okay. Plus 185, Argentina to win all three games. There you go. Oh, that's, that's literally easy. Yeah, I'm taking that. I also have Argentina winning. I also, like Michael, have a tie. Um, I think I would love for Poland to win. I just think the two of them are going to play so scared to not mess it up in the first game. If it's going to end up in the tie. Nick, who you got in the first two matchups? Uh, I have Mexico-Poland with the draw. And I have Argentina winning, and I did not know that these games are going off at 5 a.m. And I am absolutely getting up at 4:45 to watch this before school. So there you go. Um, yeah, I got Argentina over Saudi Arabia. I got Poland over Mexico. Um, I don't think. Again, I will reiterate this. I don't think Mexico is going to have a fun time at this World Cup. Um, Group D: France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. It's, it's an interesting group. I think it's going to be a super fun group. The biggest matchup I have in this one is France-Denmark. I think it is going to be the biggest game, the 1-2 most likely. Um, and then I pick for most important, exciting, whatever. Uh, I always fuck this guy's name up, but it is Chukamene and Kamavinga. You're you're incredibly close. I'll give you credit. Love that. Love that for me. I'm hooked on phonics, baby. It, it works for um, me. Mine was. Wait, wait, wait. I'm mine not was. Done. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. The reason I picked these two. People forget, Michael. You had this whole thing last year with people forgot how good Liverpool was. Liverpool was pretty fucking good. I think there's a lot of weird press 
coming out in France, people forget that they still have probably the best player in the entire World Cup playing for them in Mbappe. If these two guys can hold down the midfield for them, it's a pretty fucking tough team. Um, and that's why I got those two guys. Now, Michael, who do you got? Uh, so I had Nkunku. He's now officially out for the World Cup, which fucking sucks because he's tight. Um, I think if you're going just like most exciting player, like how you had it, I also had Mbappe because, again, it's just there's so much shit around Mbappe all the time that it's kind of hard not to pick him um, as like that type of player. If I was... The thing that is insane to me about France, though, is like listen to their defenders, right? Rafael Varane injured, Lucas Hernandez at Bayern, Benjamin Pavard at Bayern, uh, uh, Upa at Bayern, Axel, Axel Dicey at Monaco, Jules Koundé at Barcelona, Theo Hernandez, Ibrahim Kanate, William Saliba. They are fucking loaded with defenders. Like, it is insane how many good young, especially, defenders that they have. Um, but still, like, defenders don't really get a lot of love, understandably, they're defending a lot of the time. So I, you have to say Mbappe. Yeah. Nick, you got me too. Uh, I'm going with actually Kareem Benzema as... Uh, Definitely not a bad Mbappe. pick. <laughs> no, I know. I did, I did a little <laughs> research today. And since his return to the national team, 16 games, 10 goals, 2 assists. People might forget in 2014 World Cup, he played 5 games, 3 goals, 2 assists. And in 2022 games for France against M- Mbappe... 19 games, 14 goals, 2 assists. Benzema, 10 goals, 6 goal, 10 games, 6 goals, 1 assist. He's on the same pace. He's on the same level, and he's a completely different player. I just feel like, for obvious reasons, his background stuff, I think he's about to go off. I think yeah. he's going to absolutely... I don't have France winning the tournament, because I think back-to-back is, impossible, is very difficult. If they do, I think he's the best. He's the player of the tournament, hands down. Uh... Kareem Benzema, international footballs, Justin Verlander. Dylan, who do you got the top two guys? <laughs> I was going to say Benzema, but I'll change it up. I'm excited to watch Christian Eriksen. I yeah. think off of what happened in the Euros, that's 100% going to be an awesome, feel-good story. Um, so, excited for that. And you know what? I'm changing my pick on the game I'm excited for. I'm really excited to watch the Socceroos play, fuck, what is it, Tunisia? Tunisia. 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 I'm, Tunisia. I'm excited for that one because you know what? I'm trying to get used to I'm trying I'm trying to get used to relegation battles, so I'm really excited to watch that one. Alright. Denmark, Tunisia is the first matchup. France, Australia, the second. Dylan, who do you got in this? And what bets do you have? Um I've got France and I've got Denmark coming out hot. Um I the only thing worth taking in this group is France, Denmark, straight forecast at minus 105. Everything else, they're complete favorites. There's nothing fun with that right now. So it's yeah. the group I'd stay away from. Nick, who you got in these two? France um, and Denmark with France top in the group. Michael? France, Denmark, easy. All right. I also have France and Denmark. Um, and then I do have to say, Dylan, you're the only person that picked Denmark to top the group. I realize that as I said my French Denmark straight forecast, so <laughs> I rescind that motion. Um, 
it's probably better odds, honestly, Denmark there. I um I'm going into the opposite of the hype you guys just talked about France. I think they're very good. I think Denmark is just as good, and people forget that Denmark put a shellacking on them. Um, I'm pretty sure twice in Nations League. Um, so they know they can play with them. And Pogba being out, I, I think there's some injuries there that, not that France isn't good, but that I think give Denmark a chance to win. I also needed to be different to try and beat you guys in this whole tally thing. So True. Um, all right, Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Another very interesting group. Nick, let's start with you. Who is the most exciting player for you and the matchup you're looking forward to the most? Uh, I'm excited to see Pedri, just because, again, you hear all the great stuff about him. And, again, we don't, don't really get to see uh, really any La Liga games. So I'm excited to see him and just a lot of the Spanish, young Spanish talent that's at, at Barca that's there. But I think Spain-Germany is the, the very exciting matchup because it could, it could be a potential uh, semifinal. Both, both are potential semifinalists. So to see them kind of go square on should be always should be a good game, good matchup. Agreed. Michael, who you got? Um, okay. I have for this group, Germany, Spain is my big matchup. And Jamal Muziela. He is absolutely lighting up the Bundesliga right now. He's like literally one and a half Holland numbers, like goals and assists, like total contributions. Um, everyone thought it was going to be Mane. He's playing a part there. Everyone thought it was going to be all those big names, and it's him coming in like center forward, center attacking mid, just absolutely killing it. So I can't, kind of can't wait to see him. Gotcha, uh, Dylan. You had the same setup as Michael Musiala and Spain Germany. Anything to add there? Um, I'm actually really excited. I, I'm really excited to watch Japan play too. I think they're actually like a really fun group. It's a shame that they're in a group with Germany and Spain because um, I think they could actually make, be fun to watch in the knockout stage. I just think if you want to pick your 12-5 upset, this is where it's going to be. Is right here. Yeah. Um, it's like a 13-4 if you really ask me, but it's okay. The, my, my group is going to look a little different than everyone else's, how they finish. I have... Uh, no, Nick, you got it too. Um, I think Japan is really underrated and exciting player to watch. I got Takafusa Kubo, who plays at Sociedad. Uh, he's 21 years old, and I think that Japan-Spain game is going to be such a big matchup because if Japan can get a tie, if Japan can get a draw, A, I think it means that Germany's finishing top, and B, there's a chance that Japan can sneak in, and it's just a really, really sad day in the Iberian Peninsula. So, that said, my group looks like Germany, Spain, Japan, Costa Rica. Nick, I know you have the same. What's your reasoning behind Germany topping the group? Japan always, Japan's always good for a surprise. And um, I just realized I'm yeah, not watch, making a World watch, War II yeah. reference at all. That was not intentional. They're always they're always good in these big tournaments to show up for a game or two. They're always a tough out, um, and they always usually have they have fire kits. How could you not pick? Uh, Got to give the kit some love too. So, also yeah. Costa Rica's trash. You can't hang on Kevlar Neves and just pray to God he makes all the saves. Uh, Michael and Dylan, 
Spain top in the group, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. What gives Spain the edge over Germany? They have a better defense. Better coach. Boomerus did. Love it. All right. Dylan, you got any bets in this group? Um, no, surprisingly. But right. there is one that Nick made me want to do, so hold on. I got it for you. Is to lose all of their group games, you can take Costa Rica plus 150. <laughs> not, not a bad bet. I, we love Costa Rica here in the Whitaker household, but not a bad bet. Um, Germany, Japan. First matchup, Spain-Costa Rica second. First and foremost, everyone's got Spain, I have to assume. Um, anyone picking Japan over Germany or a draw on that one? I got a draw. You got a draw? Japan-Germany? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Bold. I, I like it. You got to go bold. Um, all right, moving on. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Nick? Let's start over with you. Most exciting player in the group, biggest matchup. I'm just excited I can actually uh, wish for Kevin De Bruyne's success because I can't admit it on our normal recordings for obvious reasons, but I do love watching him play a lot. I just I I think he's the best central midfielder in the world, and he's so much fun to watch, and I just want to be able to, to root for him. And not feel like a piece of shit for yeah. a little bit. Love it. Uh, and uh, I'll go with uh, Croatia, Canada, uh, mostly because I think Belgium run a- Belgium will run away with this group. And we talk about Croatia being an aging team, but still a lot of credentials. And Canada, the upstart team, will be interesting to see how that matches up. Yeah, I think this group actually has a great point. Croatia might be aging, but so is Belgium. Um, and I think they're going to run into some of that too. Dylan, who you got these two? Um, I'm excited to watch Alfonso Davies, you know, keep it in CONCACAF. Um, someone needs to show some defenders some love too. So um, I hope him and Canada rip it up. Um, Dude, they have listed him listed as a forward, by the way. Is he? But he's not. I know. That's how they had him listed, though. No. Well, that's how you. I don't know. Maybe they're changing. He... <laughs> He's the rover for Canada. He just plays wherever the fuck he wants. That I that I agree with. Um, also, Canada's striker, I know I should know his name for this, but I forget. He's kind of a stud, too. Jonathan David? Um, yeah, him. Yeah. Is that, did I spoil someone else's pick by saying that? No, no, no I don't um, think I have that. I forgot his name, but he, I don't know. I think Canada's going to be, I don't think they're going to get out of the group. They're going to be fun to watch. Um. I'm going to be a basic bitch and pick Belgium-Croatia as a game that I'm really excited to watch. So. Yeah, didn't spoil anyone's pick because Michael's uh, is a unique homer pick. I know he loves this guy. Your most, <laughs> your most intriguing player and best matchup. Leandro Trossard for Belgium. He's going to be... It's one of those names where if you looked at, a Bel- you looked at the whole Belgian team... And you saw all the names, you're thinking, a year or two ago, no way Trussard gets in. Not that guy. He is probably uh, unplayable. What do they say in England? They say unplayable. 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 Which is like opposite, like how we say. I think it means right? like you can't play against them. Yeah, that's exactly Yeah, that, what it exactly, means. but it's just like a fucking weird yeah. phrase. Um, he's unplayable, though, for all you Brits or whatever. 
Um, and then my biggest matchup, I think, is just the two best teams. Belgium, Canada. I think Canada gets uh, second in this group. So As always, I'm going outside the box. One, most intriguing player. Belgium is getting older, but they do have some young gas as well. Jeremy Doku, um, former Anderlecht player, now with Ren. He's like 18 years old, 19 years old. I do actually know his age on that one. Um, and he's supposed to be the next Real Madrid pickup or insert Chelsea money here. Um, Fuck Real Madrid. <laughs> and then my matchup that I think is most important is actually three. Croatia and Belgium play each other in the last match week. Everyone has that one being picked. Morocco has a chance to fuck anyone's day up. They're not a bad team. I toyed with having Canada finish in the basement, to be honest with you. Um, and I think it'll be an interesting matchup. Let's jump into our groups. All four of us have Belgium finishing first. And then where some differentiation happens is Croatia and Canada. Everyone else has Morocco in the basement. Myself, Nick, and Dylan got Croatia finishing second. Michael, you got Canada finishing second over Croatia. Give me your reasoning. Do you remember when, we, when the United States went up to Canada and we were all gassed up about that game and we went up there to play and then Canada just absolutely took us to town, took us to task, beat the shit out of us, embarrassed us. Canada are a hungry team. They're a hungry, energetic team. Croatia, if they're not careful, they're going to get slapped around. Canada are going to play with teams. They're actually going to go after them. And I think that is going to, they're going to go after Morocco. They're going to go after Belgium. They're going to go after Croatia. That is going to bode well for them. And I think that even if they're tied on points, I think their goal difference is going to be a lot better. And if you're anywhere near TikTok, you know that it's Alfonso Davies' time to rise because his girlfriend left him for Julio Rodriguez. So, oh, dude, don't say that. Damn. Yeah, I did not know that. Tough times. Um, Canada basement, Morocco third. <laughs> <laughs> Down bad tremendously. Uh, Dylan, any bets in this group? No, there's nothing I like. I stayed away from. Them. Nick, why is Croatia better than Canada? Uh, European bias. Gotcha. All right, that was good enough for me, too. Um, <laughs> group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Michael, start us off with your most exciting player in this group. All right. Most exciting player. God, I wanted to kind of change it because you have the same as me. No, no, uh, I, go ahead. You're good. You start with it because... I'm going to say something. Another, another homer pick, Bruno Gamarish. Um, I honestly don't know if he's even going to get, get in that team, to be completely honest with you. I hope he does. Um, my boy Joe Linton is not there, I'm pretty sure. So I had to pick my other Brazilian Newcastle guy. Um, I could have said Allison, probably the best goalkeeper on earth right now. But For sure. again, goalkeeper, not like credit. Well, he actually is pretty exciting. To watch. Him, but I'm him, going Gamarish. Him and Danny De Gea, right? Yeah, yeah, Danny. <laughs> D David's uh, younger brother. Yeah. Uh, and then the game I have is Brazil-Cameroon, the most exciting game. Again, I think it's just the most exciting, best uh, teams, in yeah. my opinion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off yours because I had Gamarish as well. But I, I hope he does play because I actually think he'll bring a unique wrinkle to that midfield that they actually haven't had 
very often. Um, and then on top of that, in the same role for Cameroon, I got Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Gise. He is the Gamerish for Napoli. And I think Cameroon is going to be a problem. And in most years, they could potentially top a group if they're not in the same group as Brazil. Thus, that Brazil-Cameroon game, I think, is the biggest one. I don't normally pick the two best teams, but I think it'll be the best game in this one, mostly because Serbia and Switzerland just aren't doing it for me. Jordan Shakiri coming in from O'Hare, not what I'm looking into. Dylan, who do you got in this one? I just looked at your table, by the way, and I love <laughs> how you distributed the points. Just gonna, just not to give away how you have it ending, but I'm very that that's some creative shit. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> um, for me, the player I'm very excited to watch is Richarlson. He's electric in the Premier League. He's gonna be even more electric doing the pitch and dance all over the place in the World Cup. Like, give me as much Richarlson as possible. He's an asshole. He's a fantastic asshole to watch. <laughs> Dylan, I hate to be that person. That spelling of Richarlison is something else. Oh man, no, man. we've been over this. Spelling isn't my strong suit. Like, Richarlison. I can't. I can't say certain words and I can't spell, but that's why there's autocorrect and I'm somehow. Oh man, so Richarlison. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Dylan. I'm Charlie Kelly. I know how to read it. We're good. <laughs> We're okay. Uh, Nick, who you got? Um, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about game I'm super excited about. Just, oh, my bad. Know, I'm really bad at spelling, so I don't get to watch soccer. So, yeah, Nick, you're up. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Dylan. So, to speak, to speak for Dylan, uh, Brazil, Serbia. Brazil, Serbia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because Serbia's, you know, they were, they've had a pretty good lead up to the World Cup, and for some reason, everybody's talking about them doing really well, so I'm going to trust the experts on this one, and I'm going to take a gamble on They have more firepower than people realize. They're going to be scoring goals all over the place. They got Mitro. Correct. And oh. then uh, I'm excited to see Vinny Jr. for the same reason. Just, you don't get to see him play a lot. He's obviously an electric player, so looking forward to watching him play. And he's um, dancing. He's a great dancer. Amazing dancer. Uh, we are all over the place uh, in this group. Actually, that's absolutely incorrect. I'm all over the place in this group. Everyone else is chalked up. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Uh, Michael, Nick, and Dylan all have that as how their group finishes. Let me give you my pitch on Brazil, Cameroon, Switzerland, Serbia. I think that what's up? It's it's basically who loses to Brazil least. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be a good run for a couple of these African teams. I think the Afcon is the toughest international competition outside of Euros, and I think that these teams are just like battle tested. They don't have to kick penalties with lasers in their eyes here they don't have to do x y and z they're going to be more used to the heat and the terrain of this world cup um and i think that there's going to be there's two teams that i'm circling that i think are going to have a big world cup guys michael i'll take you as a representative brazil serbia switzerland cameroon why is cameroon in the basement for you 
You shouldn't have taken me as a representative because I quite literally just said I'm most excited for the two best teams, Brazil and Cameroon, and then here they are in the bottom of my table. Well, it's fine. So, I, have, I don't know I have, what the fuck I was thinking. I have the teams finishing in points 9-2, two, 2-2, two, and two, and then in my first match we got Cameroon winning, which is borderline impossible, um, but that's fine. So, let's go. Uh, I, I Sorry, I, I subscribe. I'll speak for the Tuckers here. I subscribe completely to the Serbia, uh, Mitrovic, the firepower um, that they have. Uh, but, dude, like you were saying, Cameroon, um, I think they're like, they're obviously FIFA rank, very important. FIFA rank is like 43. Switzerland is 15. Serbia is like 21 or something like that. Yeah. Cameroon is like by far the worst, in quotes, team. And I think, I, like I just said earlier, I think they could legit get second in this no one's beating brazil so that's what they're fighting for um but it's this one's completely up for up for grabs guys anything to add to that no dylan and any bets well one if you really feel confident brazil cameroon one two is plus 400 um if you really want to mess around and see what happens there um in terms of bets for this one similar to argentina brazil to win all three games plus 160 again anything plus money i know it's not guaranteed but it's worth going after um i took the brazil serbia um one two punch at plus 190 that is what i'm gonna run away with on this one first matchups first match week for this group switzerland cameroon brazil serbia i have cameroon and brazil impossible as it is for them to finish with two points but that's what i got in this one (laughs) <laughs> Dylan, who do you got? Who do you got in this? Um, <laughs> sorry, I have Brazil and I have where's the other one? I have Switzerland. All right, Nick, Can I change that to I a tie. Have... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Cool. So I have Brazil and uh, I have the Swiss. Actually, no. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go Cameroon. Jesus Christ. Uh, awesome. Michael, who do you guys have? Um, I have Cameroon winning. And I have Brazil beating Serbia. Love it. I don't know what I was thinking. I was drunk when I did this. This, this group is just... Uh, it's, a, it's a mess. Um, all right. Group H, the final group. Thank Christ. Uh, Portugal, Ghana, <laughs> Uruguay, and South Korea. God, I want to make a change so bad. Guys, lock them in, lock them tight. Um, I'm going to start off here. Most exciting player, best matchup. I think the starting front line of Darwin Nunez and Luis Suarez is just going to be a television series of ups, downs, laughs, cries, emotions, a thriller. There's so much that can come out of those two playing up top for a team that also has some pretty decent um, skill behind it. I'm most excited to see those two have to play with each other. One man may only come out. Both men's could come out best friends. You never know. Like, this is just an electric pairing. Um, And then my best matchup is actually Uruguay-South Korea. I have Uruguay finishing second in this group, but similar to Lewandowski, if San can find some form, and can score a couple goals. That's a that's a tough team, man. It's a tough, tough team. Um, Dylan, who do you got in this? Um, so I saved my Homer P 
pick for a player I want to watch for the last group, you know, with Portugal in it and whatnot. But um, I'm super excited to watch Huang Hee Chan play. Um, I think you're talking about South Korea with, I think he's going to be a super uh, good compliment to Son. And I'd really like him to have a great tournament so we can make some money and get some new players in for Wolverhampton. So um, let's make that money and get a good transfer out of him. That's mostly why I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, in terms of games, I'm excited for Uruguay, Portugal, um, mostly for the fact that I have Uruguay topping the group. And I think this is what's going to set the tone for that. Because, um, I mean, like, you see that handshake yesterday? So Portugal's, like, going to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh dylan the only person on this pod just being like i need a great performance out of a wolves player so we can sell them don't yep. keep them just sell them just get rid of them uh michael who you got um so i also have portugal uruguay uh as my best game um i would love to fucking put uh uruguay at the top of the group now but i know you don't want us to change shit so i'm not going to and the tuckers both have it so i need some difference um and then my player to watch is for sure Darwin Nunez because he runs all over the pitch everywhere. He is literally chaos in the form of a human. And if he goes off, he will score like 55 goals. And if he plays bad, he will probably not play the second game. Nick? Um, I will have to agree with the Portugal-Uruguay matchup. Um, one random thing I didn't know is... Uh, Polister, uh, Polester, who we bought like two years ago from there, hasn't played a minute for United, but somehow makes a World Cup squad. I uh, was shocked. I saw that was made. But uh, <laughs> Son, I have to just because I, I do have a very much a soft spot for him. But the person I'm super interested to see is Zhao Felix because that man is playing for a new club and... I think he's gonna come. I think he's gonna come out with a point to prove because he wants to get the hell out of Madrid. So we'll see how that turns out for him. I think it'll be interesting to go. Um, I'm gonna do it a little bit different way to switch it up on the last group, John. I and Michael are Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, Ghana, and then Nick. You and Dylan both have Uruguay, Portugal as your group one, two, and then Dylan, you got South Korea in the basement. Uh, Nick, you got him in third. One, does that one-two spot just hinge on the Ronaldo situation? And, like, if, if Portugal plays really well, they're, they're in? No. All right, give me, give, me the, give me the reason Uruguay still finishes number one, then. Can, do you know who the best team out of Cumball has been the past two World Cups in terms of going the furthest? God, we need to – do I need to bleep that out? You said, do you know who the best team in Cumball has been? It's Conanball. <laughs> was it? What is it supposed to be? Conanball. Conanball. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We might have to bleep that out. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Cumball. Actually, just bleep it. That's just funny. Um. Okay. Do you guys know who the two best teams or the, who the best team in Conanball has been? It's it's been Brazil and Argentina. They tied. No, Uruguay has gone the furthest in the past two tournaments. Oh, in the World Cup. Okay. In the World yes. Cup. So gotcha, 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 between gotcha. that, I think they have a good mixture of craziness with Luis Suarez, like you mentioned, and the old guard entering in with the new guard of Darwin Nunez. And I think, I, I don't know, I, I also feel like Portugal 
considering that I watch them week in and week out, they literally underperform all the time and figure out ways to just screw it up. And that's why, like, I'd rather put my money on Uruguay than Portugal to win the group. Nick? Yeah, I think, I think Uruguay has always done well in the World Cup recently. And they're trying to deflect with Portugal and stuff like that, you know. And I don't know what the hell was going on with the Cancelo video that came out today. But um, whatever the one teammate that came out and said, it's, it's always about Ronaldo, you know. So this is nothing new, but... It's not. It's not the same. Like it's not going to deter them from getting out out of the group. But there's definitely some eggshells that are being walked on over there, and I think that'll definitely play a little bit of a factor, um, which I, I think Uruguay might take advantage of a little bit. Yeah. Um, Michael, you want to add anything here? I had one last question for this group. Um, here's the thing. I I will say, and this is going to be a game by game thing. Portugal not very good when they go behind they got to get the first goal when they are playing from behind and they have to break a team down they lose a lot of games one nil um if teams get the first goal against them watch out because they could absolutely crash out of this yeah uh last question i had is it on san's shoulders is he the only way that south korea doesn't finish lower or if they do finish higher than third no when he chan will help them out all right, gotcha. Why need Dylan. Um, Dylan, come on. First matchup of this group is Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal, Ghana. I got Uruguay and South Korea actually tying, and then I have Portugal winning. Um, Michael, who you got? Uh, Uruguay winning and Portugal winning. Same Z's. Yep. All right, perfect. Those are the groups. Now, Dylan, you got one more thing? You got bets in this one? I would just like to throw out there, Uruguay over five and a half goals for the whole tournament is plus 100. I think that's a fun one to throw some money on. I see it. Especially they get through this, to the knockouts for sure. Yep. Um, all right. That's our group breakdown. Now, let's put our, our flags in the sand here. Best player of the tournament, underachiever, tournament overachiever, and then our choice for the winner uh best player in the tournament nick i'll start with you karim benzema i think he's gonna absolutely just stay on the tear and i think he i genuinely think he has a point to prove um with the national team because it's the only thing in his career he has not accomplished i think he's just gonna absolutely torch this place up Oh, he hasn't won a Prem, though. <laughs> oh, shocker. Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like saying Michael Jordan never won a World Series. No, it's not. Not really. Not it's a different all. sport. It's a completely different sport. Not he could go all. to the prem, prem if he wanted. Michael, best player? Uh, It's... Fuck. It's kind of went with my pick, but I changed it. Uh, It's still Messi. Messi's the best player in the world. Straight up. Dylan? Do I have to pick someone different? Because I was going to say Messi. You don't have to, because I'm going to end up picking Messi, too, okay, for this Messi. one. So the, the, the swaniest of all swan songs, I think, is, is what this World Cup is going to be. And I hope be. Ronaldo crashes out in a burning heap of flames, and I'm not even a United fan, so you're welcome, Nick. Yeah, I, um, hope, I hope he walks off the pitch and does his captain's arm again. Do you, you guys don't understand, Ronaldo not doing well at this tournament helps Nick, actually, 
in in in, yeah. in this in this setup. So, um, Michael, underachiever, who do you got in your underachiever pick? Oh, only the most underachieving underachievers. I got Belgium. Love it. Reasons why they're just underachieved. Just perennial underachievers. Dylan, who's your underachiever? France. Oh, cheeky. I'm not saying that, and I don't mean that in, they're not going to get out of the group. I think for them, underachieving is not getting at least back to semifinals, and I think they don't get there, and that's why I think it's going to be underachieving. Nick? I'm going with England. Okay. Reasons why? Oh, because <laughs> they're going to be knocked out by my overachiever. <laughs> okay, got it. Um... We're an hour and 15 minutes into recording. I'm going to open up a can of worms and I'm going to regret it. Underachiever, I did a little bit different. You're going to let me explain. I think CONCACAF is the biggest underachiever in this entire tournament. I don't think they get one team into the knockout round. And I am honestly, and I want to pose this question to everyone, I'm a little bit concerned that we are now a region of gimmicks where you got to go to the snow to play Canada, you got to go to elevation to play Mexico, and the only time that the United States plays well in any of these fucking games is if they play in the Rust Belt, and it's snowy there too, and I'm worried about that. Costa Rica is Costa Rica. Dive in whenever you guys want to. You're going to be so wrong, but I guess I should change my pick because I have AFCON not moving anywhere, so I guess that would be my biggest (laughs) disappointment, but um, I, I think you're wrong. I... As much as I'm shitting on Mexico, like, again, they always somehow show up. So, like, I don't want it to happen, but I could see it. I also think you're, you're shitting on the youth of America, and they're going to prove you wrong, and we're going to be okay. I still believe the children are our future, but I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing for us to be kind of pulling an SEC during this tournament. Like, I think that you should want Mexico to move on. I think you should want Costa Rica to upset people. I think you should want Canada to do that. I think I'm just a little concerned with like, like we we Concacaf is Candyland. Like you have to go to these different elements for each of these teams, and I just feel like whenever you play someone just flat out on a pitch, we we struggle. Every yeah, what do you do does. on a rainy? What do you do on a rainy night in Stoke? Like it's the same true. thing. Very true. Now I'll get to my overachiever, which you just mentioned. I actually think it's Afcon, and I think it's. Not Tunisia, I don't think that it's Ghana, but I think Cameroon and Senegal, and especially if they can get to the knockout Senegal and have Mane back, those two teams have a chance to make a run in this tournament that like, you're going to be like, damn, the African teams are really good. Because I think they play tough games throughout their times together, and they want it way more than anyone else. Like If you ask Sadio Mane... If he really is more pumped to go play with his Senegalese teammates than he is sometimes to go play with Liverpool or Bayern, I think he picks Senegal. So that's my that's my choice. I agree with that. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. Give us number your overachiever. Do you think Nick can pivot and I should steal his because that's what I was going to say or should I do something different? I'll do something different because I love it. You were going to pick the same one? I was going to say them, yes, but I will go with Serbia. I think Serbia is this tournament's Croatia, and I wouldn't be shocked if we somehow see them make a deep run to the semifinals. That'd be interesting. 
Mitrovic would get a statue. Yep. Pretty sure. Nick? Uh, I have Ecuador as my overachiever as they would end up knocking out England in the round of 16 to conclude my underachiever and make myself a profit with the overachiever. Gotcha. Michael? I have Uruguay as my overachiever because I think they're actually legit good. They kind of get overlooked because they're like the same colors as like another really, really fucking good team in South America and no one ever thinks about them. Also, no one can say their name right. It's Uruguay. There's no your in that. So like just letting you guys know. No, no Nick's a big stickler for pronunciation. So we're, we're, we're here in America. Uh, this is how we say them things. All right. We're, we're in New York and New Jersey. So it definitely is Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay. Uruguay. And in, 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 in Ohio, it's Uruguay. 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 <laughs> um, Michael, round us out. Put us out of our misery here. If you had to pick right now, you're winner of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. A team. A light blue team from South America. It's Argentina. I think Argentina does it. I think this is this is the moment where I don't have to fucking sit there on Twitter and see ESPN tweet about how Ronaldo's the GOAT, Messi's the GOAT, blah, 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 blah. This is it right here. Messi wins a World Cup. He is forever anointed the greatest ever. Nick, you have Argentina as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I am full in on the swan song and winning. Um, oh, my God. Why am I? Totally forgetting the Confederation Cup that they won. Um, Cotton Ball. Cotton yeah. Cup. I, was really nervous to, I was really nervous to pull a deal in the Copa America. Thank you. Copa America, um, yeah. And then, uh, and this, I think it's a fitting way for him to end. Uh, I think this is the last thing he's been holding on to, uh, to keep playing. Then I bet you he goes to the MLS and all that stuff after because he's good. This is, this is what it's about. And I think his teammates will 100% run through every brick wall for him to do so. Yep, and Sergio Aguero will be sitting streaming at his home telling you how great he is, too. Dylan, who you got? I also have Argentina, but for the fact Dude, that... No, listen, totally... listen, listen. I have it for a different reason. Um, okay. FIFA has predicted the correct winner in all their simulations for the past three World Cups, and they had Argentina winning, so, like, I'm not gonna not do that. So, I will be <laughs> Yeah. Um... Guys, I have Argentina as well, and I thought it was going to be unique of a pick. If there's one thing that I know coming out of this podcast, Argentina is not winning the World Cup now. Well, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's accurate. But can I... 100%. We can get behind all of South America, though, because the top two favorites are Brazil and Argentina, right? Yep. However, there is a bet for which confederation will win and Europe is the favorite and there's plus money on Cannonball. So why would I not take plus 180 on Cannonball and take Brazil, Uruguay, and Argentina to be one of the European teams? I think Just throwing that out there. Bet. That's, that's, yeah, I would do that for sure. Um, any last futures bets, any things that we have to make sure you're able to, to chat through? Yeah. I say I want to end a little different there because it's a big tournament. There's tournament specials, and I know we're going long, but I need. I'm basically we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw some over unders at you guys, and you try and tell me where we were in 2018 and if you would take them or not. And this will dictate where I throw my money. Like my money, this will be a fund for the podcast. 
So beautiful. The first one is total zero zero ties in the tournament over under four and a half. For the Ooh. record in 2018, it was the first there was they set the world record for most games without a zero zero tie in a World Cup. And there was only I, one. I think it's an under. I think these teams score now. I agree. I'm gonna go with the under. If everyone unless hold now forever hold your peace. The second one, right. total draws in the tournament. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, you're the one not getting married soon. I know what it's saying. I got it. You sure about that? Nope. I know I butchered it. Um, total draws in the tournament over under 14 and a half. Do you want to guess how many the draws there were in the 2018, including like all games? 12? Close, 11. And Damn. the under is plus 100. The over is minus 140. Like, I'm leaning towards the under. Take it. Yeah. Here's Nobody the wants fun draws. One. Here's the fun one. Total games over two and a half goals. Over under 26 and a half. For the whole tournament or just group stage? Whole tournament. Two and a half? Over two and a half. So you need three goals in a game. How many games are in the, to- the tournament 64. total? 64. Ooh. Do you want to know how many there were in 2018? Please tell me. 27. I don't. I would not touch that there was one. Twenty and there was twenty-one in the group stage. If you don't get in the twenties in the group stage, you're screwed because th- things tighten up in the in the knockouts. Yeah. All right, we'll stay away from that one, but I'm probably going to take the over because that's just fun. Um, they then have total tournament red cards and yellow cards. I did no research on this. But they have the line for red cards as over eight and a half, which means we're having an electric tournament if we're getting the over on that. So under. So incredibly under. I agree with that. Yellow cards is at 220. I've, I wasn't going to count these from last Holy time, so I have absolutely moly. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw that out there. That I wasn't talking Didn't we talk about this the other day? It's like four and a half a game. It's a like lot. A I, a I feel like that's too many yellow cards. That doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I think I go under on that and like hope for like the celebrity death matches to have a good clean fight type shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. We might just take the overs because like why not? Let's just watch some sloppy ass soccer. Um, get Concacaf as Concacaf cap. Pro- proper Brexit soccer. Exactly. Um, the last two are actually fun, and I'm a hundred percent taking the over in both because like when we get to the finals, knowing how many I'm gonna need of both of these is gonna be electric. Tournament corners. This bet was made for me. Over six hundred and nine, six hundred, six hundred and nine and a half. Damn. And there was six hundred and six in the two thousand eighteen World Cup. Got to go over. You need so I did the math. You need nine and a half corners every game. So you need at least ten corners to be playing around. But I'm obviously going to take the over. I think I think corners are a more strategic thing that teams are playing for now than they were four years ago. I agree with that. I so. And, like, going into the finals, knowing, like, we need only five corners or 12 is going to be yeah. something we're Insane. for. Yeah. Um, and final is, how many goals do you think were in the tournament? The over, under on goals is 163 and a half. Michael didn't like yeah. that one. The face right there. <laughs> I just can't comprehend, like, that number. So, basically, well, you're means- looking at, you would need, you need, basically, it's two and a half goals per game. So, you would well, need that's three goals a game. 
if you go, if you hit that over, if you're betting that over, you might as well bet that other over. Correct. Yeah. I go over. I'm going to take the, no, I'm obviously going to take the over. Yeah. It's no fun to take the under. I'm just more. Yeah. Rooting for goals I and like... corners all World Cup 2022. It's what we're here for. Um, because I'll start, the I'll thing start that's crazy. Up. What? Like, you're going to have a game where there's a rogue, like, 27 corner game. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it, and, and, like, it's going to be, like, I don't know, Ghana and fucking South Korea. They had 32 corners between the two of them. You're just, like, money made. It's going to be the – that might be my, like, highlight of the week when I'm saying, what game did you watch the most? The one with 40 corners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> True. I love it. The 40 corner game. Yeah, but – the future bets will be put in going in. We'll have game bets as we actually get to see how these teams look. It'll be a lot easier to kind of make those calls for the game ones. But I'm excited for the future. Sure. I'm excited for a hell of a tournament. For sure. I mean, every four years, man. And it's more exciting than the Olympics because you can actually bet on it. Um, you can sure bet on the Olympics. Olympics. I've, I've bet on yeah. the curling team to place before. Love that. That's amazing. <laughs> Guys, World Cup 2022. Uh I'm sorry I won't be here for the probably next two pods, but, you know, do, do a good job for us here. Uh, and I'm pumped to watch. I can't wait for my graphics. There's going to be a lecture. Me, I, I can't wait for Michael's graphics either. Perfect. Dylan, you got a joke to get us out of here? Yeah, I, um, I think we're going to record before Black Friday, but in case we don't, what do you call an Englishman holding the World Cup? An engraver. Cheers. The NAFTA Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.